Hey, what's up? It's Wednesday, November 23rd, Thanksgiving Eve. Thanks for listening. It's episode 77 of the Chasing Points podcast. We are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's up, Sam, Brandon? We are here for you a little later in the day than usual, but we're here Wednesday afternoon. What's up, Hayes? Uh, this is the first podcast that we're doing that's actually coming out the same day, and it's coming out Thanksgiving Eve, and it's just Sam and I just had to be flexible. You know, it's that time of the year where we got a lot of things that we got to do, and uh, holidays aren't always the easy when it comes to scheduling. But, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to friends and family tonight, and then also what is on the menu tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Thanks uh, for the invite to hang you're out welcome. tonight with all of. Uh, you're welcome. You're you're old and you're old and got two kids. You know you're not coming out, so it's okay. Under the right situation, I'd come out. Mm-hmm. Is they got Uber situation? Yeah, you didn't ask me. It, I just asked you right now. <laughs> I'll text you later. Yeah, right. <laughs> Busy uh, week, uh, as uh, Hayes mentioned, we're in the middle of. I guess what's about to be week twelve in the NFL will. We'll take a look back at that or ahead of that and back mm-hmm. at some winners and losers. Of course, your power rankings had a big, uh, big change over the week. So we'll, Boy, we'll did it. yeah, yeah, we're going to have to look at that. Some NBA news, some MLB news. Uh, Hayes is going to talk about the World Cup because I watched a couple minutes at a bar yesterday while having lunch. But other than that, uh. Couldn't it's tell the you biggest sporting event going on right now. You've only watched a couple minutes. I've been, dude. I have been in the weeds the last uh, week and a half with a lot of different things. So, mm-hmm. and uh, do you cares back? Oh, I also have a fun Thanksgiving game that I didn't even tell you about. So we're oh, gonna gosh. throw that in. We'll okay. we'll throw it in after your power rankings. Okay, cool. Thanksgiving <laughs> well, game. Gonna derail everything for about ten minutes. So exciting. All right. Well, I don't know what's up my up Sam's sleeve, so let's just get to it. Uh, week one, week eleven, winners and losers. Yeah. As always, Hayes, you mm-hmm. have the floor. Who's your uh, first winner? Cowboys. Whoa, the Cowboys. You are giving the Cowboys their flowers after a Cowboys. dominant win. Yeah. They they the they should get it. Uh, people were. It's crazy that people were putting the Vikings and saying the Vikings were the best team in the NFL, yet they lost to the Eagles, who had technically is a better record than them because they won the head-to-head, uh, which is still amazing to me. That I'm sitting here listening to these analysts all week after they beat the Bills and saying that they're the best team, and then the Cowboys actually absolutely come out and crush them. If I remember correctly, the Eagles also crushed the Vikings too. So, uh, But this is about the Cowboys right now. Dak had to hear how he wasn't that guy and they weren't going to do this and with him he's the weak link and with the backup quarterback that they they were doing better and and Micah had to hear that you know he's he's disappeared and this offense hasn't really done anything uh they only allowed them to score three points if I remember correctly uh and Justin Jefferson yes sir it seems that if you shut Justin Jefferson down, uh, you don't have to worry about anybody else on that team. Even though they have Dalvin Cook back there, it seems that if Justin Jefferson doesn't go, that team doesn't go. Uh, the Cowboys played a hell of a game, um, so they they deserve all that. Uh, so they moved; they definitely moved up on my power rankings. Uh, but again, they they lost to the Eagles too. So uh, yeah, they can't go up too far. 
but I'm really, really intrigued to see this this Thanksgiving Day game. Um, and I will definitely tell you who my pick is. But uh, seeing what they did, it shows that the Cowboys are inconsistent. But when they are hitting on all cylinders, they are a hard team to stop. They are the highest since Dak has come back. Uh, they are the highest scoring offense. And last year they were the highest scoring offense. So they put points on the board. It's just, can they put it all together? That's still yet to be seen. Yeah. Anyone who says uh, they prefer Cooper Rush on their center with a healthy Dak Prescott uh, needs to get their head checked. <laughs> I understand they won a ton of games uh, with Cooper Rush and he, he played well despite like, throwing for like 150 yards a game or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh I mean the dude did play well and and managed the team well, but um yeah, this it was a absolute shellacking. The Cowboys were the favorite on the road against a, a team that's only lost one game at home. And I think it was like the second largest deficit to lose like a home team lost in like Vikings history or something like that. Mm. Just wild. A absolute like beat down um tony pollard just ran free zeke was on a pitch count we knew that going in but uh you know any indication jerry uh tony pollard needs to be your feature back unless you're just saving them for the playoffs because the dude ran like one of the best the best running back in football on sunday the, the vikings made it easy for him and another thing to your to your uh head coach at penn state down in happy valley why was micah parsons ever standing up like why did they ever have him as a linebacker this dude off the edge is a monster we sam sam do you want to trigger me before thanksgiving i was not trying to do that but you are going to trigger me when you were talking about james franklin and the job that he does over there at penn state because he can't seem to beat any top team uh so please sam do not trigger me got it stay calm on it don't want to talk about penn state talk about micah that's it please please uh, micah's micah's really good at football <laughs> and he was a steal with the 11th pick a he couple sure years was ago. uh makes you really question the, the you know why he why he fell in in that draft and maybe a lot of it was because he was playing linebacker instead of a on the well, edge, but regardless, it was it was injury, it was that, and then everybody and they what, thought he was a bad it, dude or like not a team yes, player. Exactly was, what they thought it was, which was absolutely wild because I never heard anything like that when he was uh back at state college. But you know, this is people say a lot of things like Chip Kelly so it said that Deshaun Jackson was a gang member just to get him out of uh Philly, and Deshaun's still in the league, and Chip Kelly is coaching in college again, so yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah but just a great performance by the cowboys the one thing i will question too another thing at least why why are your starters in the game in the fourth quarter you are i mean you won 40 to 3 i i think by the time the fourth quarter started you already put up like 30 points dak has a messed up finger like he's probably still not 100 percent. like why why are we doing this jerry like you trying to are you trying to prove a point? Because I I understand that, but you have a short week. You you're playing on on tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Like I didn't quite understand that when the game was pretty much already in hand. But other than that, just yeah, it they looked good. Don't know if I trust McCarthy in a big spot. Clearly after last postseason, um, but 
yeah, the, these Cowboys look good and kind of exposed the Vikings. It kind of just shows how, you know, we're so up and down on these teams. I genuinely just think that, uh, which is what you're also seeing with my squad at this point in time, is that we are now going into week 12. Teams have a lot of footage on you now. They've watched. They can go back to week one and dissect what you've been doing really, really well. So now it's time for the teams that have been doing really, really well to adjust or keep doing the things that they were doing really good, uh, exceptionally uh, good, exceptionally well from going forward. But I think there's a lot of tape out on them, and I think that's why a lot of people were wishy-washy on the Vikings anyways because they were really saying who did they beat, right? That was that was the one glaring thing they kept saying about the Eagles, but the Eagles beat the Vikings, they beat the Cowboys, which are two teams that are in the hunt right now and in the top 10. Uh, but everybody kept saying their schedule was weak. As you've said on here numerous times, Sam, you don't, you play the schedule that's given to you. You don't make the schedule, right? And now teams have and understand what's going on. And this is where teams really separate themselves. And the Vikings this week, didn't but the week prior to like i said at the beginning of this they were considered the best team in the league because they beat the bills right so it's just a it's a we're a prisoner of the moment uh every single week that's exactly what it is um one i would say every single week for this next team that you've chosen uh, they are never we're never a prisoner of moment for them because they always continue to win no matter what, shout out to DJ Khaled. Not really because I can't stand you. Sam, who is your pick? I would I would cop those five. So I would. I absolutely yeah, I will. I will try. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, Manifest yeah. it. Uh definitely the Chiefs. Uh Patrick Mahomes and company won 30 to 27. And I actually just read that Travis Kelsey said on a, a radio hit this week that they beat the Chargers uh Sunday night on the same play they beat the Chargers with last year at, you know, t- to win the game kind of thing. It just kind of shows, I mean, this offense runs through Patrick Mahomes, through Kelsey, but, and, you know, even without Ju- Juju's out, uh, Kadarius Tony played, like, barely played, he got hurt, and uh, Mecole Hardman's out, and you're you're, st- you're still winning games. You're, you're throwing your backup tight ends, your backup receivers. Uh, you know, when, when the league, when, you know, people on this podcast doubted how good the Chiefs could be without Tyreek Hill. They go on and and uh, continue to to just show that uh, they will continue to evolve and and try to win games. And just to think, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. The AFC West is not nearly the greatest division ever, like we thought. But I, just looking at some stuff, like the amount of moves that were made by these other three teams to beat this chiefs team the amount of money that's been spent to try to beat this chiefs team and like the division's pretty much over it's just it's it's wild like kudos to annie reed and the enemy and and mahomes and company because uh through 10 games 3200 yards 28 touchdowns seven ints qb rating of 78 like qbr 78 qb rating of 107 like I don't have Jalen's numbers in front of me, but like, is is Patrick Mahomes a clear cut MVP at this at this point? Probably at this point. I mean, there's a lot of football left to be played, but just shows like how good uh, scheming up this this team can be, and how much the Chargers stink. 
<laughs> and I'm a Chargers. I like the Chargers. Like I I like Justin Herbert. I this team should be a lot more successful than they are. I still don't get it. Uh these rumors of Sean Payton heading to LA potentially need to happen because you're wasting uh a very talented quarterback in Justin Herbert. They are. Yeah. Um it's it's not surprising uh that the Chiefs are still doing well because the number one truly has always been Travis Kelsey and he hasn't left. He, he's he's been there, he's been his safety blanket. Uh we we talk about Tom and his safety blanket for the longest time, which was Gronk. And we knew that anytime he got down to the red zone, the ball was going to Gronk. Everybody knew it, and you still couldn't stop it. Same goes for Travis and Mahomes. Is you know that anytime he gets down in that within 10 yards of the goal line, he's activated. I mean, he's activated throughout any time on the field, but that's super Travis Kelsey's high. Uh, and Mahomes is just a surgeon. Uh, it's just it's crazy to me for somebody like him, which is I really want to have a, a real talk on this podcast one day about scouts and all the, the all the ways that they look at these guys and dissect them. And they don't have they don't have this about them and they're not this and they're not that. And these guys go out here to, and become world beaters like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson of the world or Jalen Hurts of the world or Tom Brady of the world. Right. So. I, I that's a whole nother thing, but chiefs are going to continue to win because when you have a guy like Andy Reed, who just continues to, to win uh, historically, and then you have, he's, Oh, he's been a quarterback guru and having that offense, the way that it is, they're just moving, man. And it's last year. The problem was that we were talking about was that defense and special teams. I don't really hear that talk this year. So a good shout out to them. Kudos to them um, as they continue to move forward. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out. Cause I don't, ever really talk about them or give them a winner. And I haven't given them a winner this whole year. I don't believe, uh, but my Eagles, I'm, I'm tired of all the slander that I continue to hear. Oh, they beat the Colts by one point. Uh, they, you know, they should be beating them by more. So they've complained, Sam, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this too. They, in the beginning of the season said the Eagles, they start off hot, right. And they, blow teams out in the second quarter, and then they don't put up points in the second half. So then they start putting up points in the second half, and they win that way. Then they said, I don't know about this team because they can't come back. They came back against the Jaguars, and they just came back against the Colts. You guys continue, and I'm talking to analysts that continue to doubt it, and some out here too, continue to doubt this team over and over and over again, and they still continue to win no matter what. And it's because my other winner, which is Jalen Hurts. Uh, who, yes, some of you listening will probably say that I'm biased and, and believe when I say that I do, do believe he is the MVP. The reason why I believe he's the MVP is because he has made the biggest jump. We already know what Patrick Mahomes is. He's won a Super Bowl. He has Travis Kelsey. He's still got a lot of the same pieces there. There's just only one major piece left, which was Tyreek Hill. Jalen Hurts, we had no idea that Jalen Hurts is going to put on this type of season. And the numbers that he's put up has been absolutely wild. Now, I sent something to Sam. In the last 16 games that he started, he's 14-2 and two with 33 touchdowns. Okay? For the stats for Jalen so far this season, uh, he's 15 touchdowns 
three interceptions uh, thrown for. He's got a total of 2,407 yards and a QBR rating of 106.5 thus far. Uh, Jalen is balling and he proved that he is the MVP of that team and possibly the league by how he took that team and brought them back. Because if I'm being open and honest, uh, the team hasn't looked the same since uh, that Texas game, since Jordan Davis went down, uh, because that was a big part of their run defense. And they're still getting takeovers, but not at the rate that they were. Um, they, they've just looked a little different to me. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably seen it too, Sam. Uh, but I, I still believe that's to my point of now there's more footage out on these and these teams are playing them even harder. They're the top, one of the top teams. So they're going to get the best from every team, every time they play them. Um, and they ran into a team of the Colts that I think are truly revitalized with this whole change and turnaround. Uh, but I'm, I, I got no more to say about this because I can continue to go on about my winner for that one, but that's enough for me. Um, Sam, you got another winner here. That's uh, that's fighting for that top spot in the NFC along with my Eagles. Uh, and that would be the Niners. Yeah, man. Another division we thought would be a lot better and, and didn't expect the Seahawks obviously to, to be where they are, at least at this point of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the But the 49ers talk about, you know, just butt kicking and kudos to your Eagles too. like behind in that game against the Colts, like found a way to figure it out when it wasn't like the best game. And Nick Sirianni yelling at Colts fans <laughs> saying that was for Frank Reich, who was like his mentor and very yep. good friend. Like that made me feel good for, for, I mean, Nick has been very vocal. He's always yelling at either Eagles fans that travel or whatever, but that was a cool moment. Um, you know, he, he's made some comments about how he feels about Frank Reich's firing. We won't get into that now. But, <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, though. <laughs> we should though. Uh, yeah, but uh, the back to the Niners, 38 to 10 on Monday night football uh, against the Cardinals in Mexico city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexico City and Arizona, uh, you know, uh, where do they play in Arizona? Uh, Glendale, I have no idea, but yep. pretty close. Yep. I'd imagine, right? Closer not, than not you know, too far. I mean, it's closer yeah. than New York. <laughs> I don't know if the Cardinals showed up and, you know, uh, it's it's been a rough season for Cliff Kingsbury and company. They're four and seven. They're third in the West, NFC West. And, uh, that they're up. I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. Uh, Chargers this coming week. Patriots it looks like they have a bye. Then the Patriots, Broncos, Bucks, Falcons, Niners. Like it's not a that's that's not good for the Cardinals. But we're not talking about losers. We're talking about just Jimmy G doing what he needs to do. Four touchdowns, a QB rating of 132, basically. Like found ways to beat you every which way just i'm i'm texting i don't know if i texted you or a couple buddies like i don't even know why christian mccaffrey's on this niners team they don't need him that but and they have him and he's great but debo brandon Ayuk showing up george kittle is was a problem he's when he's healthy he's and not blocking because the line is hurt like george kittle is a problem and it just kind of shows and kyle shanahan's just shows you week in and week out. He's one of the best coaches in this game. And I would, you know, it's kind of like putting the NFC on notice uh, because even though, you know, uh, the Cardinals or the Niners started kind of slow, like this is like, 
it's coming together for him and it's and there's a lot of uh gambles going on and uh for John Lynch and company but they're they're making it work man it's uh, they look really good i mean this is what the niners have done in past 3 to 4 years or since yep. shanahan's got there is they start off slow and then they always turn on on the, the latter half of the season um and this is exactly what they're doing now the rich get richer uh they play hard uh they always got a uh, competitive defense um, that is going to put you in a predicament every single game. But then you also have some studs on that offensive side. Uh, Jimmy G, I, I very much so like Jimmy, Jimmy G. Like, I'm I'm a very big fan of Jimmy G, honestly, because uh, all I keep hearing is great things about him within the locker room and outside of the locker room, what type yeah. of guy he is. Uh, he dates porn stars. Uh, he is just that guy. He's in Subway commercials. Uh, but yet he was about to be traded and was on the bench to start the season. Dude, yeah. And now here he is again, moving them forward again. And it's just like, I, you guys went out and spent this money on, on Trey. And you, you mortgaged off a lot to get, to get Trey Lance. And I get it. I understand it. You want to put him out there, but you're still winning with this guy. Give Trey a little more time to really, really develop back there. They've done, I, they've done everything they can to make sure that <laughs> like, Jimmy G is now their quarterback, and yet he is still thriving. Like he's getting it done. There's been games where he doesn't even throw a touchdown, but he's he's getting it done. Yeah, I, you know what's still crazy to me? I know that the injury was probably a major factor in what I'm about to say, but it's crazy that a lot of teams, at least from what they were reporting, a lot of teams weren't calling about him. Like teams yeah. that need a quarterback. Like just imagine your Jets with well, him. I'm gonna right get now. to that. I'm gonna oh, get to don't, that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it right now. No, uh, no, don't you I'll do it. I'll get to it don't in a minute. No, yep. Thank you. Don't you do it. Um, but yeah, I, there it's crazy that we don't even talk. We we haven't really heard about Kittle. Like you know, you normally hear about Kittle, and Kittle's quietly having a great season, right? He's not doing too much, but he's having a great season. You have Debo Samuel that's still balling out here. Uh, and, and it's it's crazy that it's kind of not really being talked about either. Um but yeah, I'm not going to talk about the cards and the way you demolished them yet, because that is my spoiler, one of my losers. So I'll just destroy them oh, there. I didn't even know that. Uh, I wasn't looking. My bad. It's okay. It's okay, Sam. You you set me up. It's all right. Um, well, real quick on the Niners, though. I know you want to move on, but real quick, their upcoming schedule, the Saints, home to the Saints on Sunday, home to the Dolphins, home to the Bucks, in Seattle, home to the Commanders, in Vegas, home to the Cardinals. Like they're a, they're not even going. They're going to Seattle and Vegas to end the year. The rest of these games are at home. Like that's yeah, wild. but they. I mean, but they are home, but they're going to be hard games. Like they're oh, going to be. There's a couple yeah. hard. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, any team can lose at any time. Correct. We, we know that. We're not foolish there, but this is a really good, really good schedule, all things considered. So, we'll I just see. think they're going to be they're going to be a problem. That's uh, team that that has been a problem in not a good way uh it's starting to look like a problem in a good way uh the lions uh we've we've been supporters of the lions for a while i know dame and i dame and i had the lions in the browns for so many years uh we're just hoping that they would turn it around and and having bets that we thought that the browns or the lions are going to turn around this year and uh the browns to me legit have not been relevant uh since Megatron and uh, Matthew Stafford. And I would even go out to say since Barry Sanders, because that is my favorite running back of all time. And what he did on that field, 
he can change the game at any point in time. But to see what the Lions were able to do, and I called it because that was my pick last week of the Lions beating the Giants. And sure enough, they did. Uh, the Lions are a really good team. They just have to figure out how to put it together. And they have another chance to do that this week to see if they can put it together against the Bills, who weirdly have to play in that stadium two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, so wild. But um, super, super happy for the Lions and what's happening and, and Dan Campbell. And I think if he can reel off and they can reel off a couple more wins, I think he stays put. And I think they continue to build there, but I I kind of hope they they lose some so they can get one of these young quarterbacks in the draft so they can move on from Mister Number One Pick, who should have never ever been a number one pick. I, what I will say, and they do have the Rams pick, okay, um, because they traded Matt Stafford for uh, golf. Right now, that Rams pick is sixth overall. There you go. So, so that's that's in good shape, and the Rams mm-hmm. are just getting worse and worse. They are. Um, I, yeah, they're one of your losers. We'll get to that. Um, but Goff's been playing better than Stafford. I mean, Goff's had a, a good year. Well, Stafford's also yeah. Uh, I mean, Mr. there's not Mr. a high Glass bar. this year. Yeah, he's Mr. Glass this Goff's year. Goff's getting well. it done. I mean, the running game is really where it's it's happening. They don't even have Jamison Williams healthy yet. The stud rookie. Uh, from Alabama wide receiver that tore his ACL in the uh, national championship game. He's not even on the field yet. They, they took him like they activated him from pup. So he has like three weeks to, to suit up. So I'm sure that's coming soon, but you know, the, yeah, this, this offense is pretty good. Defense needs some work, but still like Dan Campbell, we're, as you mentioned, we're both fans. Glad it's working out there. For sure. Oh, okay. My dog's going wild now. Here we go. He likes he likes Dan Campbell too. I guess so. He knows. Kylo knows. He he does. Your next pick is the Bengals. The Bengals. Uh interesting game on uh on Sunday against the uh the Steelers, but they ended up winning 37 to 30. Just Joe Burrow has been playing really well. Uh I know there was you know, they put up 42 on the Panthers the week before. Uh, struggled against the Browns, only put up 13 points, gave up 32 points. But, uh, you know, Jamar Chase is coming back. There's rumors he might be ready for uh, the matchup against Tennessee this week. If not, he'll he'll be ready to suit up at home against the Chiefs. Uh, but this offense, you know, uh, even with Joe Mixon headed out of the game with a concussion, Samaj P. Ryan scores three touchdowns, the backup running back. So, uh, you know, you still have T. Higgins, who just kind of gets overshadowed by Chase. I mean, he's T Higgins would be a one on most teams uh depth chart. And he's he's playing well. Tyler Boyd, when he's healthy, he's he's pretty good. The the offensive line, which has been a problem, we've pointed that out this year. They're they're um playing a lot better and keeping Joe upright. And Joe Burrow is showing you that he's the number one pick. Like and he's he's that dude. And um, you know. Just yeah, this Bengals offense is scary, and um, you know, yeah, 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 all that's cool and stuff like that. Bengals, yeah, blah blah blah. Let's get to your loser. I'm tired of the Bengals. Let's get to your loser. That's all I'm here for. I don't give a damn about the Bengals. The floor this is, is yours on your loser. Yeah, I requested this from yes. you. Yes, you weren't gonna do it yourself anyway. You you're waiting for this moment, but I clip uh, clip this when I tell you that. I have been sick to my stomach for two days. 
about this New York Jets team. And my loser isn't even the Jets. You can make a point that why is Braden Man our I say our because if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm a huge Jets fan. Why is our punter even kicking the ball to a return returner like Marcus Jones in the first place? That's don't understand who gave that order unless it was just a really bad punt. But Zach Wilson, you're not even a loser in this case. You're just a clown. Like you have more punts in this game, the offense, than you had completions. You completed for 77 yards. You you looked horrible. Sure, there wasn't enough separation. The line needs to play better. The receivers need to get a little more open. And But when you're in the pocket, it's like if your first read isn't there, I'm just going to run around. And then w- that's fine. Like the game, I would have gotten over how we lost to the Patriots. It was brutal. Last seconds, it reminded me of what your boys in, in Philly did about 12 years ago uh, at MetLife Stadium to the Giants right around the holidays. But, yeah, you're you're pumping your fist. Um, but Zach Wilson, when you're asked by, I believe it was Connor Hughes, of uh, formerly of The Athletic and now of SNY, you know, is is this on you? He's He said no. Twice he said no. I'd... I don't care, dude. You, If you want to be a leader on this team, you want to live up to the second round, the overall second pick and the money we're giving you, you fall on the sword. You didn't play well. It's not like you played well. You're blaming the wind. You know, Mac Jones didn't really air it either. All of that. You're a clown. Go back to the Disney Channel. I'm done. I'm done with Zach Wilson. I'm not like... Do I still have a glimmer of hope that he could be a, a serviceable NFL quarterback? Sure. But he just looks like a dude who had one really good season at a mid-major school. And that's exactly what he is. And really, really upsets me. Take, you know, news came out today, but this was my point. I believe I said it to you on Sunday night. Take the C off his chest deactivate him, let him sit on the bench and give him a piece of humble pie because that's what he freaking needs. And today, Robert Sala announced that Mike White will be this, the starter going uh, into their game on Sunday against Chicago and Joe Flacco will be the backup. And uh, Zach apologized to the team and and did, you know, that's that's locker room stuff. We're not privy to that, nor do we need to know that's among the team there. But uh, good move by by Sala. It's certainly a learning experience for Zach Wilson. He's getting killed this week, and and rightfully so. But to my what I teased earlier, if Jimmy G is available and like there's no way we'll get a better quarterback like Lamar Jackson, I I say that because you never know what's going to happen. And Joe Douglas used to work for Eric DaCosta, so there's that. But uh, give me Jimmy G. He he knows this offense. Michael Floor runs the Shanahan offense. He's got, you know, good weapons. They're not comparable to San Francisco, but there's some talent on the outside and there's some good some good tight ends and Brees Hall will be healthy. Give me Jimmy G. I will give me Jimmy G right now. End rant. All right. <laughs> uh yeah, I I I sent you the presser 
Um, and I watched it because because of all that was the only clip that I kept seeing was what he said at yeah, the when end. Yeah, Connor asked. Yeah, yeah. I right. Hold, you hold your horses. All right, I'm, you're charged I'm up. Calm up. your ass. Calm your ass down. <laughs> so, watching that whole thing, yes, he absolutely should have fell on a sword. To your point, he should have fell on a sword. Uh, but I don't think that presser is as bad as I thought it was. Watched, I watched it in its entirety uh, to hear all the things that he said because he did take blame for some things. And he said, you know, when when I when I want them to do something, talking about his receivers, he's like, I get pissed too. But I understand when I don't make a throw, he's like, why they would get pissed and, and why he's like in the offense, we just need to do better. And and he said we, he didn't say just I. He said we, which. In certain places, he needed to say I for sure. Uh, but I don't think he in totality was not taking full blame. And those two direct questions, yes, he was not taking the blame. And I think that's the part that that's triggered Jets fans like Sam and, and beyond and, and a lot of people that have now run with this. I, I think he is. To your point, he's a he's a kid that needs to take a seat learn what it is to to be in charge of a locker room and to have the the respect of your peers uh he needs to take that time to do that and but i also think this is a slippery slope sam because you you can lose a person this way too and you guys went and you went up and you got him and you spent some some collateral to get him or whatnot but it's just you could lose a guy like this by benching and playing and benching and playing, but this could also be beneficial. This could be an opportunity because other teams, he could end up like another, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Gino. Rosen or G- Gino Smith or Josh Rosen. It Josh Rosen. Either way. Well, I wouldn't say Gino cause Gino's out here balling right now. Uh, he, he took some time. But, yeah, but did you think in 2014, 2015, when he got no, punched out that he would end up, you know, in the MVP conversation? Nine no, years I'm later, not saying that you're, you're well, you didn't know point. that, so you you don't you're know. Missing what's my was. point. My point is that with Rosen, you he came in cocky as hell. Sure, he acted like he was the man, and exactly. he got he's out of the goddamn league. This yeah. is the same thing that happened with Johnny Manziel. He's out of the goddamn league. He's Baker Mayfield. Same thing. He's in the league right now, but his ass is about to be out of the league. Carson Wentz, same thing. His ass is about to be out of the league. Gino came in. He wasn't as cocky as all those people, but Gino didn't evolve into this point. That's why I'm not even bringing Gino into this, but I'm bringing Zach into this because all those other quarterbacks that I named came in with some arrogance, and where did they go? And he is on the path to go right out of the way. Shit, if I was the Jets, I damn, I would have kept Sam Darnold. And at, at, at this damn point, I'd have kept Sam Darnold and been like, you know what, oh, whatever. Yeah. Here, here we are, right? Hindsight, in hindsight, obviously, right? But this is, he's got a great arm. I said this to you before. I think he can no be doubt. that person. It's just somebody needs to sit with him. I don't care if they go and get Chad Pennington, uh, <laughs> Broadway Joe. Uh, well, I don't care who they go learned, and get. He's uh, learned Sanchez. from Broadway Joe. 
he needs that's- to go. Yeah, well, it's true. He needs to go and sit down with these people and sit down with some real people and have some conversation like, dude, you're not doing this wrong. Shit, talk to Dan Orlovsky because he's been trying to teach you how to do it and you're not listening. So if he continues down this path of those type of quarterbacks that have come in the league with all this arrogance, the only one that has come in the league with this arrogance that continues to thrive is Aaron Rodgers because he's super arrogant, but he is one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever seen in our whole entire life. There's a big difference when you have that talent. That's a huge talent gap from all those names that I named. I just think it's Zach needs to wake up. I think he has an opportunity to do it. Hopefully this benching allows him to do that, but time will only tell. Yeah, and Uh, and Salah this morning in his press conference and say, like, you know, he said all the right things. We still believe in Zach. There's fundamentally mm -hmm. things that are wrong in his game that need to be fixed, but he's he's been saying this for weeks, Salah. He's light years ahead of where he was last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I sometimes would, it takes to, people time to evolve. It, yeah, it, it really, and to it, your it first does. point, though, to your first point of you could lose people that way. He's 22 years old. If we're going to lose him by benching him, because this is OK, we can take out, you know, the media has blown out this whole thing to out of proportion. I, I'm I'm upset about it. But also, it's like I, I think what he was trying to do was saying, like, he does, you know, there's no weak link, like we're not gonna put the blame, like no I and team kind of thing. That's what I, I'm hopeful that he was trying to do. It didn't come out that way. But like a uh, press conference aside, like he's not playing well. And if we're gonna lose a guy because we're benching him because he's not performing, then adios, dude. I'm I'm good. And w- the leash was too long with Sam Darnold because Jets fans and NFL scouts. We're enamored by him. We finally thought we had a franchise quarterback. We gave him too long of a leash. It didn't work out. Zach's, especially now, Zach is not going to get the same opportunity. And when you put up through the first 20 games, I I look at the stat that someone from Twitter, passing touchdowns, Darnold, 28, Sanchez, 20, Gino, 16, Wilson, 13, net yards per pass which includes sack yards, Darnold, almost six, Sanchez, almost six, Gino, almost six, Wilson, almost five. Completion percentage, Darnold, almost 60%, Gino, almost 57%, Wilson, 56%, Sanchez, 54%. He's not playing well. He needs to sit down, press conference aside, and clearly he needs to be humble. I'm not. I... I I will leave it with this. And you said this point, and I hope you take this and some other people. Just think about what you said about his age. He's 22 years old. Absolutely. Where and what were we doing at 22 years old? And we didn't have millions of dollars in our bank account, and we didn't play for an NFL team. So I, it's to my biggest thing that I will literally drive home uh, until the NFL no longer exists and it's flag football because that's what it's trending towards anyway. Uh, but until that point in time, teams, it's it's changed from when we were growing up and watching football and quarterbacks were given the time to learn behind whoever was there. Sure. And these guys are thrown right into this and they have to learn that speed and they're learning the speed as they go. And it takes some players some time to do it. To your point again, Gino is a prime example of that. He didn't do that when he was with the Jets, and now he's thriving in Seattle. There's a lot of people that thrive in many other places. 
it just takes time and it depends on the system. So there's a chance. There's a chance. But right now is looking grim, obviously, because this is we're again a prisoner of the moment. And this is your team. So you're more passionate because you've right. seen but you've seen that revolving door of guys going. I'm in not I'm not irrational about it. I know he's, you're not. He's got 20 NFL games. He missed training camp. He was hurt. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of like college experience. And he didn't play in the SEC. He wasn't playing in big games. I, I understand that. 20 NFL games is not enough to 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 make a decision on someone. I would say and so. To say Kenny Pickett is bad right now is a is a fool's errand. Malik Willis, it's a fool's errand. Anyone else in in uh Wilson's draft class, we would have halfway through the season we would have thought Justin Fields was trash. Even though we both like him, we like him on the co- uh, field, off the field stats wise, now he I mean he's playing a lot better. The Bears aren't winning, but he's playing better. But up until like week four or five, we would have just counted him out. Trey Lance, you're looking at, you know, hasn't even gone on the field. Mac Jones, you could, you know, Jerry's still out. I mean, Trey was on the field, but it was very, very, and he did, he was producing for a little period of time, but we won't know what it's like until next year. Yeah. And it's, it's been almost three years. And how many snaps has he had in three years? Well, that's you know, that's up to that's not up to him. That's up to the front office. Right. So right. that's he's been sitting behind Jimmy G, the person that they've been going back and forth with about who's going to start and who's not going to start. We're going to keep Jimmy. We're not going to keep Jimmy. All that. So you're you're you don't pick where you get drafted. You don't pick the situation that you go to. You just have to play the way that you can. And you sometimes you can outplay somebody. You can Russell Wilson and come in and outplay somebody and get your starting position. Or you can come and be an Aaron Rodgers and be behind a Brett Favre and sit behind Brett Favre for all these years. And finally, they're like, you know what? We got to part ways with you because we now know what we got with this guy behind us and we believe in him. And look where Aaron is, right? So it it it's a it's a guessing game no matter what no matter what anyway we're done with this shit uh (laughs) my loser is the rams and simply because they lost to the saints and they continue to lose i don't need to go any further into that they lost the saints and i'll just leave it right there sam who is your next loser yeah they're they're bad and they cut daryl henderson yeah uh, the other day which was which which is surprising because i thought it was gonna be cam Akers first but whatever And the running game is not doing well, and the offensive nope. line is not doing well. So it just was kind of perplexing. But whatever. Uh, I don't even. Where are we? Oh, the Broncos. Yes, the Broncos. They're just they're bad. Talk about bad at football. They are um, three and seven this year, and they the number of one possession games that they have lost is insane. They have been week one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, ten, and eleven were all one possession games. Russell Wilson has two more touchdowns this season than Joe Flacco, who hasn't played since week three. This this offense is broken. Nathaniel Hackett has given up play calling duties, but I don't even know if it matters. This this team, you know, he was not hired by the team that or the ownership that now owns the Broncos, I would not be surprised if he's not the head coach at the end of the year. Uh, they even cut uh, Melvin Gordon the other day, uh, who just wasn't getting it done either. So, 
don't uh, understand why they I got wouldn't be surprised if Melvin still. Gordon's picked up from one of these teams that's running, uh, trying to run towards the playoffs because that's a big body to have to run and 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 hit those gaps pretty hard. Change and the pace, guy. Yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, he's not the Melvin Gordon that once came into the league and not the same legs. And as we know, it's taxing being a running back. But I think he's a solid pickup for whoever is going to pick him as they push towards the uh, the playoffs for sure. But yeah, the Broncos suck. Um, and it's, it's sad because it's, uh, they have a pretty stout, they have some, a lot of great players on defense and on offense, a lot of young, good players on offense is just not coming together, whether it's Russ or Nathaniel Hackett or just everything as a whole, it just seems like this year is, it's just all, (laughs) it's all slimy. It's just disgusting. Um, yeah, I, you know, we'll we'll see. It's just funny to me also that we just keep hearing more and more about Russ's time in Seattle now that he's gone and meeting former players coming out and saying stuff too, which says a lot to me. Like the coach saying one thing, but your former players saying something about you. That's a lot. Um the Vikings are my loser. Uh because they look like they didn't even give a damn. Like they put all their energy into that Bills game. Um, which is possible. And sometimes teams don't get up for other teams and they may have underestimated the Cowboys. I don't know what the case is, uh, but they, they had an opportunity for themselves to really solidify uh, being a top tier team. Um, and they still are in the top 10, but this would have solidified them being in the top three. Uh, and this would have definitely put them on the mark because the Cowboys are are no slouch, regardless of how I feel about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are valid, and they have been for at least the past two years, especially with that offense, as I mentioned before. Um, Kirk Cousins looked like Kirk Cousins that we knew for all these years, uh, and we wondered why he got that guaranteed money, and this was another game that was just like, mm, what what are you doing, bud? Um, Justin Jefferson disappeared, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Dalvin Cook not relevant on uh, that defense got absolutely destroyed um and <laughs> they couldn't stop the run which has been proven that they really can't stop the run which a lot of people need to realize that a lot of teams really can't stop the run if if the run is going like it's just hard to do uh but the vikings are my loser yeah well said dude still a lot of football left to play but for sure uh, you know how I feel about the Vikings. I was coming around to it too, like, but they just laid an egg. And sometimes teams do that. The Vikings are the Vikings. Yeah. And the way I, no matter what, with a Kirk Cousin team, anybody, any team that's led by Kirk Cousin, I don't have faith. So I'm just gonna keep that 100 with you. It's certainly hard to um, trust Kirk Cousins in a big spot, and we're we're seeing that in, like the prime time numbers and. They are what they are, but I mean, this was a big game. Uh, you know, it was the, it was the Fox game or the CBS game. Like Romo and Nance were on it. It was a big, you know, big time. Now you got to play short week Thursday night, Thursday night. You know, Thanksgiving night game against the Patriots. Like, you know, I would not be surprised if they lost that too. My uh, my last loser is the Giants, and they just. They got beat up by the one you know one of your winners, the Lions, uh, thirty-one to eighteen. But it's more they're just losers because they just they're in the infirmary right now. I mean, you lose Wandell Robinson to a torn ACL. He had a hundred yards in the game. 
rookie showing a lot of potential. Uh, Saquon could get it started. Uh, two offensive linemen were hurt. Adoree Jackson was returning punts. I don't know why Adoree Jackson was returning punts, but he's hurt. Another corner is hurt. You mean uh, ASAP Rocky? Because that's go. exactly who Adoree Jackson looks like. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so just, you know, uh, a rough week for the Giants. Now you got to turn around um, a short week, go to Dallas on Thanksgiving in a big spot. Um, it, it's hard to uh, put any faith in, in this team. Uh, Danny, Danny Dimes, Danny Pennies, Danny Quarters, whatever. Danny Ducks. Danny that's Ducks. What he throws. 341 yards and a touchdown, two picks, 50 yards on the ground, a rushing TD. Putting up numbers, but not leading to uh not leading to wins. Um, twelve of those points were in the fourth quarter. So uh Giants are my last loser. It's uh it's gonna sound like hate, but it's not because I love Saquon Barkley to death and I always want to see him prosper. Um this Giants team is who I thought they were. Um I don't really have faith and haven't had faith in them all season. Uh, and they're about to go against the Cowboys who have had their number in recent memory. Although my pick will say something different. They are going to have a tough, tough game against the Cowboys. I mean, I think they can still win in any, I've watched the NFC pretty much my whole uh, fandom. Uh, so I, I know they can easily, they could not easily, they could win that game but it's not going to be easy. And I think just if Danny ducks keeps throwing those ducks, um, it's going to put them in a hole. Um, my last loser is the Cardinals. And I should say Kyler Murray um, as well too, but Kyler's not playing. Uh, ironically, his hamstring is still hurt. Uh, during the release of Warzone 2 and a bunch Convenient. of new Call of Duty updates, which is so wild that this is this is something that we are absolutely covering, but it coincides with this so perfectly. Uh, it's sad that's going to be attached to his career until he starts to essentially shut people up and win more. Uh, but they have him down. Uh, Hollywood Brown is down. D-Hop is down. So you have three of the essential pieces to your offense down <laughs> there's no way i didn't even watch a second of that game sam i just want to let you know i did not watch a second of that game even though i know it would have been cool to watch the game in mexico city would have been phenomenal to watch that i didn't even think to turn the channel on you know what i was doing instead ironically playing call of duty <laughs> that's what i was doing okay so here you are there's that and we're done with our winners and losers. That's really uh, <laughs> I had it on while I was working, but um, yeah, it was a rough, uh, it was a rough game for the Cardinals for sure. Yeah, we, I didn't, I didn't give a damn about that game. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, gets fired at the end of the year. He should, but didn't he just get an extension? And Steve Kime, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he should. I would have never gave him an extension. I would have said it's a prover for you. Prove it, yeah. and I would have said for Kyler, it's a prover for you. And Kyler, you don't want to play. You ain't proved nothing to me yet. So what are we doing here? I'm not paying you guys as, as an owner, GM. I'm not paying you until you prove it to me. Yes, Kyler is one of the better young arms, but 
Kyler hasn't proven anything yet. So outside of the one semi-good season, which was what, last season or two seasons ago? Two seasons with D-Hop. Haven't seen anything since. So prove it to me. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Week 12 picks, as we mentioned, there are three Thanksgiving games on the slate. Uh, 1230 Bills at Lions. Excited to watch the Lions in uh on Thanksgiving for like the first time in a while. So that's interesting. Uh afternoon game, of course, we just mentioned it. Giants at the Cowboys and the night game, we just mentioned it as well. The Patriots are at uh Minnesota to play uh primetime Kirk Cousins. So uh just getting to our picks uh really quick, Hayes, because we got a lot more show to do. We both have the Bills. Yeah, uh, where we differ here, I'm taking the Cowboys on thursday night for all the reasons i uh mentioned about your winner the cowboys and my loser the giants i just think uh g-men are gonna get over uh overmatched on thursday i the giants normally in recent memory from my knowledge have been splitting with the cowboys so that's the only thing that i'm going off of and continue to split um and they have somewhat of a decent team but the cowboys are hands down a better team than them but you, any given Sunday, you can lose, especially in a division rivalry. So I'm just, just like last week, I went out on the limb with the Lions beating the Giants. I'm going out this week for the Giants to beat the Cowboys. There you go. Uh, can't say, you know, any anything can happen. Uh, we both have the Vikings uh, beating the Patriots. Uh, and let's let's look into Sunday. We both have uh, the Dolphins taking care of the Texans. Here's another place where we differ not not a lot of differences this week Bengals at the titans i have my Bengals, and i have the titans because the titans are a better team and if uh what's his name comes back he's not going to be uh, a factor in my opinion uh and and the titans are just rolling steamrolling people right now and they're hitting all facets so yeah all right bears oh wait broncos at the panthers i have the panthers you have the broncos I just, I really, I'm done believing in the Broncos. I, I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go with the Panthers if PJ Walker was a quarterback, but I mean, they did march out Baker Mayfield last week. So Lord knows what they're going to do this week. Uh, so Broncos Darnold, Darnold is starting. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, Darnold's starting. Uh, they're going to lose by only, only two touchdowns instead. Got it. Um, got it. <laughs> the uh, Bears are. Headed to MetLife to play uh, my Jets. Darrell Revis getting his uh, getting inducted to the Jets Ring of Honor. He didn't want to see Zach Wilson play either, so I'm sure uh, he liked Schefter's post about the breaking news. So that's why I say that. Uh, we both have the Jets there. I, I think uh, I mean this Bears team with probably without Justin Fields, you're gonna have Trevor Simeon under center. I just I don't see it. Um, Falcons at the Commanders. We both have the Commanders. Bucks at the Browns. Uh, one more week till Deshaun's back. Uh, we both have the Buccaneers in this one. Ravens at the Jaguars. We're both taking the Ravens. Uh, Raiders at the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, Seattle all the way there. Please interject if, if you have anything to say here, Hayes. But uh, nope. Chargers at the Cardinals. Both teams aren't playing very well, but uh, I like the talent on the Chargers a lot better, especially uh, without if Kyler is going to miss the game too. Um, Saints at the Niners. 
you know, you just mentioned how much you love the Saints team. Uh, but we both have the Niners there. And uh, Rams at the Chiefs. Both have the Chiefs with that one. Looking at Sunday Night Football, no surprise here. The Packers at the Eagles were both uh, fly. Eagles fly with this one. Bit, another big game for uh, for the Eagles. Uh, again, Sunday Night Football primetime uh, against the Packers. And, go Birds. There you go. Fly Eagles fly, right? Monday Night Football, Steelers at the Colts. Both have the Colts with this one. That was our week uh, 12 picks. I think that's going to really be a closer uh, game that I than I think it is. But the way the Colts are have been thriving since uh, Jeff Saturday has been there, I think they're a different team and found a new energy. So I, that's the only reason I chose no, the Colts. In no, this one. no doubt there. Um, and uh, Matt Matt Ryan under center is even at at this stage in his career is definitely a better option than what we've seen from Sam Sam Ellinger. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's why I have the Colts there. Uh, but TJ Watt can just wreck any kind of game. So the fact that he's back from a torn pack is insane. Uh, but without further ado, Hayes, entering week 12, here's your top 10. Take it away. At number 10, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, Bengals six and seven, six and four, excuse me. Uh, starting to get healthier, uh, starting to come around uh, and show that offense that we know, as as you mentioned, Sam, uh, with T. Higgins being there and doing what they have to do. I mean, Joe Mixon has been playing out of his mind. Obviously, now his mind is is uh, has a concussion in it, uh, so he's going to have to deal with that. Um, but uh, I, I do like what they're doing there. And, I mean, they're still a, a solid team. With Joe, Joe Burrow, it's, it's always – when you have a guy under center that can really command a team, you're always in a game. Um, jump one of the biggest drops uh, is the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are number nine. Uh, they're eight and two. Yes, an eight and two team is number nine uh, because of the losses that they had. Yes, I wanted to keep them higher, but I just think the other teams that I have ahead of them are doing better, um, and I feel are in a better position to continue to thrive. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see what the Vikings do at eight, uh, seven and three Ravens still winning. I still would love to know who the executives were that said they, they don't believe in uh, my boy Lamar, but whatever. Uh, I just love what he's doing and they've added pieces to that defense. So that defense is, is getting better too. Um, at seven, the Niners, uh, Sam mentioned uh, since adding CMC, uh, they continue to get better, and Jimmy G just continues to thrive over and over and over again. Um, and I I support him until they have to face my birds. Uh, the Titans seven and three. Uh, Vrabel is is definitely he might be he might be arguably one of the top three coaches in the league right now for what he does every season with this team. They play hard-nosed defense, and it feels like once it gets colder, their teams have an advantage because of that toughness. They they fight. They fight all the time, and but they always come up short. Maybe this is a different year. Um, at number five, uh, the seven and three Bills. Uh, <laughs> the Bills have had me up and down all year, Sam. <laughs> like, they, they're good enough with, with Josh Allen. 
Uh, there he's he's phenomenal, but his mistakes at times limits that team. Uh, but also, I mean, we can't fault him all the time because that defense also lost against that Vikings team, right? They also lost against that Dolphins team. Um, so I, I don't know who the Bills are right now, which is why they're at five. Uh, number four, I know who the Dolphins are. Uh, they're a very, very potent offense. And since Tua has come back and before he went out, they continue to win with Tua. They're seven and three right now. There's a lot of seven and three teams right now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so the Dolphins, uh, I think they're going to win that AFC uh, East. Uh, and I think the Bills are going to be right behind. Uh, but the way that they're playing, because they have one more game against each other, which I am dying to see that game. Uh, but that one is going to be in Buffalo, and I'm sure it's probably going to be in a igloo. So we'll see what happens there. Um, number three is the Cowboys, who are seven and three as well. Uh, the Cowboys have just beat uh, the Vikings, uh, obliterated them. The Cowboys continue to put numbers up. Uh, with Dak under center, and it looks like they're starting to put things and pieces together. I know they're out here, and, and they're one of the top two teams to get Odell, uh, along with the Giants being the other top team. I don't think that's going to help them because we don't know what Odell we're getting. Uh, but with the pieces that they have, just run the ball with Tony Pollard and run the ball and put Zeke in there too because Zeke can actually block, especially on those passing plays. Uh, Zeke can block and can put people on their tail. So we'll see what happens. Number two, my boys, uh, because they are not, they're still nine and one, and they have the best record in the NFL still. But uh, the way they've been playing these uh, past few weeks have a uh, almost caused me to have several anxiety attacks. Uh, definitely uh, have consumed way more alcohol during the the hours of one and four or whatever time they're playing um, four and eight, whatever they, they just drive me up the wall. But these, these past couple of games have been very, very close. I do think it's encouraging because I think it's going to help them uh, when it gets into these tighter games It's still showing that they have many of ways to improve in many ways that they could beat you. Uh, but that's the only reason why they, they dropped to two because at one, the Chiefs aren't having that problem, that power struggle uh, with teams really. They're coming out and they look even. Yes, I know against the Chargers, uh, that was a close game. The Chargers aren't a slouch. Uh, they This year, they're obviously a little bit different than they were last year. Brandon Staley's the head coach, right, Sam, of the Chargers? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I thought I, it was I, I think he might get fired this year. I, when I, I mentioned it before, if the rumors of getting a uh... – Sean Payton are true, like or hit his interest in LA, you'd be foolish not to yeah. look into that for yeah. sure. So I mean, the Chiefs just continue to win. And I think they currently, right now, uh, are the best team in the NFL uh because of that man, Mahomes, and that person that he's throwing to is a Travis, Travis Kelsey, and he's spreading the ball out. So you don't know who's really getting the ball at this point in time. I think they are right now uh the number one seed. So there's that. Love it. That's uh, Brandon's power rankings. Great job. Hey, uh, before we uh, switch gears into the NBA, Thanksgiving game. You ready? You're on mute, but it's fine. Uh, here, Here's what we're going to do. I know I'm on mute. I'm nodding my head. You didn't have to tell everybody that. Jesus, I, this guy, dude, man. man if, you, 
Thanksgiving game <laughs> alert. Ready? New yeah. game. Uh, stole it from somewhere. We're going to do it, though. Well, that's that's perfect because it's Thanksgiving. They stole a whole bunch of stuff here, too, when they came. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Thanksgiving game alert. We're going to have a food draft. Oh, boy. Four, four rounds, four picks. I will give you the first pick. What is on? You cannot name the same thing. I.e., you know, you, you get the first pick. What is a must or what are you having on your Thanksgiving table? Number one pick is always mac and cheese. All right. Okay. Easy. Mac and cheese. I love it. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go stuffing. I love solid love stuffing. I I don't know why we don't at least I'm speaking for myself. I don't know why we don't eat stuffing more. It's like why does it have to be a Thanksgiving thing? Don't understand. Stuffing is great. I'm taking stuffing with my first overall pick. Shout out to my friend Spoonie. Okay, your turn. Potato salad. Interesting. Absolutely potato salad. Okay. It's right there. I absolutely need potato salad for Thanksgiving. If I don't have that, it's just nope, not gonna happen. I uh I don't I love potato salad. I but I love mashed potatoes more. I'm going conventional here, guys. Uh stuffing and mashed potatoes need to be on the table. Uh so stuffing with my uh second overall pick there. Hey, uh, Hayes, you, round three, go ahead. Lay it on us. Collards, greens, collard greens. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, absolutely. That, especially with some hot sauce. Smoky, got that little uh, bitter tart taste to it, but adding that hot sauce gives it that spice, that little kick to it. Definitely got to have greens. Uh, it helps out that uh, that bowel system. <laughs> okay. Keep it uh keeping it going there all right i'm yeah not much more to say other than they're delicious uh i'm I'm gonna go dessert here uh i've been on the pumpkin craze longer than all the basic people out there i've loved pumpkin pie my whole life as you know i have some ties to uh baked goods in my life parents used to own a bakery and uh pumpkin pie is a must so um I will say pumpkin pie is definitely uh, the first dessert off the board, but worthy of a uh, third round pick. Uh, my fourth pick would be cornbread. Ooh, because uh, that was on. Yeah, cornbread you, was there. You got to have some sweet cornbread and with some with some hot melted butter on it. <sighs> I just made myself hungry as hell. Thank you for that, Sam. So, yeah, that cornbread for sure. Love it. Uh, interesting that we have neither of us have named uh turkey or even ham. I won't uh, name turkey, so just know that's not coming out of my mouth. Uh, I, I don't mind turkey, I wasn't even gonna pick turkey. I assumed maybe that you weren't gonna do it either. Uh, I would be fine not eating turkey, and you know, maybe like a I would too. So, I'm not naming turkey. Uh, my grandmother, rest. Soul made the greatest like broccoli rob ever. My and my mom does it does it too. She does it. it's bomb. I, I I'll I'll take that. Surprise fourth pick. I was gonna go with turkey, but then I remembered how much I love that. So broccoli rob is my uh that's it. My honorable mentions. Honorable mention for you. Um I'd say uh ham, the way that okay. my mom makes her her ham. Now actually I don't I'm lying. It's 
it's uh, sweet potato yams. That's really between um, that was a toss up for me for four. It was sweet potato yams or cornbread, but I love cornbread. I'll eat that all day. Like even the day after I'd eat it on its own um, or just come back up and pick at cornbread later on. But sweet potato yams, absolutely right there. It's it's I'm not even going to call it honorable mention because that'd be disrespectful. I'm just going to call it five for me. But all right. Honorable mention. That's fine with me. Dude. All right. Sweet potato yams. I all right. I we don't really do this anymore, but I'm a hundred percent Italian. As you know, my mom was born in Italy. Uh grandma used to make the bang and lasagna. We would eat that before their turkey dinner because we're nuts and uh haven't had it in a long time and miss it. So I will say grandma's lasagna needs needs to be on the table there. For sure. I love lasagna, so I'm I ain't arguing that. Have you had my grandma's lasagna? I know I've not been to my house a, plenty of times growing up, but I don't. I'm pretty sure I haven't because I'm pretty sure I would remember it. Remember it, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, shout okay. out to Grams. Uh, yes, that was our uh, food draft. Yes. How do you think you did? <laughs> well, I'll tell you how I did after I eat tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Will turkey be on your plate at all? No, I, it, uh, maybe a few slices. Because I mean, I, I got to get some protein, to. some type yeah. of protein in there. But uh, you know, it depends on turkey. Like I just feel like no matter what, when you cut a turkey, like there's way it's just always so dry to me. Like it just I don't care how much you do to it. And I and I've had the best of best turkeys, and it's just like I just don't like a full turkey taste like i like shredded turkey or in a sandwich or something like that like that's different but yeah i just don't uh, i don't know it's, right. it depends it depends on how it's prepared yeah, I, honestly. I totally understand and yeah. i totally agree with you here's a uh, here's uh the last question related to thanksgiving what are you drinking uh don't know probably okay. since i since i have to go to my parents and my young lady's families after it probably won't be any alcohol until I get back to my house. So, uh, it'll okay. probably, if I was still at my parents, it would definitely be whatever beer I decided to go out to get the night before. So, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And that wow. was our, uh, our, uh, food draft. Thanks for nice. uh, playing Hayes. You're welcome. NBA. We'll get to this one real quick. Um, big game yesterday. Uh, it was the net Sixers. Uh, First time Ben Simmons returning to Philly. Of course, he was met with a ton of boos. Every time he touched the ball, he was booed. Uh, no incidents, nothing like that. Uh, but when he returned, he scored a double-double. But the Nets somehow lost with no James Harden, no Joel Embiid, and no Tyrese Maxey. Um, don't know what the hell you guys were doing yesterday, but uh, wake up. Just wake up because that was terrible. Um, also, Kyrie has returned and returned as of Sunday and has been playing ever since. Uh, he dropped 23 last night. Uh, and last night was KD's first time this whole season scoring under 25 points. So just think about that. Um, but the Nets are apparently what the rumor is are looking to part ways with Kyrie. I think we kind of already knew that they were kind of doing that in the offseason, but I think they wanted to bring him back only for the sole purpose to keep KD. Uh, Cause I think if they would have got rid of Kyrie, KD would have been gone. Um, and at some point during the season, they're probably going to have to get rid of one 
or both. So we'll see what happens unless they turn around and, and get really, really hot, which they can because Ben is starting to look like himself. He scored yep. 22 the other day. Um, so this, he's playing defense well. Like it's it's starting to come together. So we'll see what happens there. Um, just wanted to run down since we'll, I will be talking more about the NBA, but I want to give you a rundown right now where it stands. Uh, Eastern Conference top three, Celtics, who are 13 and four. That probably changed from last night. Uh, Bucks and then Cavs. Uh, Cavs are getting Donovan Mitchell was a huge pickup for them. Um, Having Jared Allen from the Nets uh, in the trade, uh, they are, they have a really good young core and they play a hell of a game. Uh, So I respect that. Uh, The Western conference, uh, hilariously, uh, the jazz uh, 12 and seven, um, the Suns, uh, who are now 11 and six as they won last night and the nuggets, are three uh the nuggets they missed jamal murray and that was huge that they now have him back uh that is that is going to continue to to help them out that was a big missing piece i mean the suns have been essentially the cream of the crop of the western conference for the past three years even though we know who won last year with the warriors um and the jazz being top three with some of the pieces that have moved on uh that is really, really crazy to me. That says a lot about their front office. So uh, shout out to them and what they're doing over there. And that has been the NBA uh, via chasing points. Well, what's uh, crazy too about the West is that there's between the jazz in first place and the Timberwolves in 10th place in the West, that there's only two games separating them, which is just crazy. And uh the Clippers are right behind the Nuggets with a half game back. Like there, mm-hmm. like this can be completely different in two weeks' time. And you know, uh, you know, Christmas Day, day after Christmas, like is when you know people really start focusing on the NBA. But like, there's a lot of great basketball happening right now. I mean, there is your little synopsis on the M- NBA just now totally reinforces that. But uh, yeah, we're just getting started in the NBA. Switching gears to Major League Baseball, uh, big news that we didn't uh, report on last week because we weren't on the you know weren't on the air on Thursday. We do Wednesdays, but Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt win uh, AL and NL MVPs. Thoughts on uh, the MVP race? Happy that Judge won. Should have won. Accolades are cool. I'd much rather have a ring instead. Um. And Paul Goldschmidt is a baller. So a shout out to him. I, I saw that Aaron Judge uh, shouted him out too. Uh, but yeah, both of them well-deserved. Kudos to them. Uh, and a honorable mention for Shohei Otani because he had a hell of a season too. So yeah, yeah. two two first place votes for Otani and the rest were uh, the rest were for Judge and the AL at least. Um, latest thing that I just saw is that the Dodgers offered Aaron Judge 280. 280- 14 million dollars i believe and reportedly he's declined it he's met with or he's meeting with the giants this week he's he met from, with him he met with them already yeah and they put him in touch with so, steph curry yeah saw that so a little worried if you're uh if you're a yankee fan for sure i you know i've been beating the drum that i really don't think aaron judge is gonna stay i'm i'm changing my tune a little bit i think it would be an unmitigated disaster if Hal Steinbrenner lets Aaron Judge leave, you cannot let that happen. I think it would totally be his legacy as owner of this team. 
And I think he knows that. And I think Cash knows that. And at the end of the day, I they, they have to make this work. I, I don't even think it's like a, you know, if you, you're overpaying on the back end, this guy held this team, this offense together in the second half of the year. He, from all, like, if we're looking way too into social media things and little clues and stuff, he wants to stay here. If if I'm being like a you're really into this, so I'm I'm changing my tune a little bit here. I think he, I think he wants to stay, and I think the Yankees will do the right thing or what they need to do to make sure he stays. What do you think? We'll see. <laughs> this is all I will say to that. We will. It's fair. That's not, fair. Not playing into this guessing game. I'm not going to stress myself about it. We'll just see if it happens. It happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No reason to cry over spilled milk. They had an opportunity to do it. They didn't bet on him. He bet it on himself. So he has the absolute right to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So whatever he d- decides to do, I'm still going to be a fan of his regardless. So yeah, that's that. Um, hey, World Cup. World Cup corner. World Cup. As I mentioned at the top, it's like putting corner on everything. <laughs> uh, well, we got four corners. If you're in New Windsor, we got five corners. Oh my god! So, like, do, do your you. thing, bro. I can't. I, I, you just did that un- unapologetically. Here, I have not watched us, uh, you know, right. much of the World Cup. Uh, but well, the U.S. U.S. team should have won. Uh, they were dominating the the match against Wales, uh, winning uh, one nil all the way into pretty much the, the latter minutes of the match. And uh, I forgot the position player on USA, but uh, drew a penalty in the box. Uh, they had a penalty kick. Uh, it was Bale, uh, who is the star of Wales, and he demolished that. It was almost – it was very close, though, but uh, Wales ended up putting uh, numbers on the board, putting one up, and uh, went out there. Uh, that was, that was super disappointing to see. Uh, but what was really, really exciting is this was on Monday. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, no Tuesday, Tuesday, I'm sorry. Um, what is, yeah. wait, no, today's no, it was today's was Wednesday. Tuesday? So was yeah, it so Monday? I think it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Um, so Saudi Arabia on the same day ended up shocking the world. And they beat Argentina 2-1. Uh, the one was from Messi, but the fact that Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, nobody saw that coming. One of the biggest shockers and was the biggest shocker until today when Japan beat Germany 2-1, to one, which is wild. There's a clip, a video clip that I saw after, and this is why uh, I messed with uh, uh, the Japanese uh, fans uh, and, and culture in general. Uh, after the game, all of the all the trash there, Japanese fans stayed after and cleaned up all the mess that they had made and went from there. I said that could never be the United States <laughs> ever. <laughs> could never be the United States. People are just walking out, probably throwing more in the ground as they walk out. Never could be here. But uh, yes, it's been very very interesting. Spain absolutely demolished Costa Rica. They won seven nil. Uh, it's, it's been a very interesting, uh, world cup thus far and more so when it comes to the refing, uh, cause the, that is, that's a whole nother topic in itself. We could have a, do you care about that? Uh, uh, loser, uh, any, any negative thing about that because refs suck and so does FIFA, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, yeah. Speaking of, do you care? 
Let's get into do you care, Sam. I didn't want to mention the FIFA press conference from the like president of FIFA the other day was an absolute joke. I'm glad I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, don't don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, do you care? We played a NFL version last week, but getting into it today, I guess we'll we'll start first topic: the NFL. Jameis Winston, who is still not the starter in New Orleans, it's Andy Dalton. Uh, had some interesting things to say about losing a starting job. Quote, it hurts my soul. I lost my job due to injury. The policy has always been that you don't lose your job because of injury. Hayes, do you care? I do, because he shouldn't have lost his job to injury. Um, I've We've watched multiple people uh, retain their job uh, when they come back from injury, and it's different. Like So if we're looking at... Uh, What's the uh, the young man from uh, the Commanders right now that's that's tearing it up? Taylor Heineke. Yes. So Carson Wentz wasn't. He was doing okay, a little okay before he went down. Uh, but the beginning half of the season terrible. Heineke has come in and they've continued to win under him. So Wentz technically lost his starting position to him, but that's because he's on fire. Andy Dalton is not on fire. <laughs> Andy <laughs> Dalton is not on fire at all. Yes, they won on Sunday against the Rams. But Andy Dalton is not on fire, so Jameis should be out there. So I feel for Jameis, he should have his spot back. Uh, Andy Dalton should not be the guy. Uh, Andy Dalton sucks, and uh, but I, I've been—he seems to be a very, very nice guy. But I, it, he shouldn't lose his job. Plain and simple. Hey, I I don't disagree with you. At least Andy Dalton on the field. I think it's about—it's probably about time that Dennis Allen and companies start uh taking a look at at Jameis under center i mean the policy it's like the unwritten rule right but it doesn't necessarily like they like their offense better with andy dalton then that, that's something i mean Jameis is you know no risk it no biscuit i get i get the the style of play but they just feel more comfortable with with dalton but um i guess we'll We'll see, but um, I, I think Jameis is probably getting tapped on the shoulder soon about uh, starting, for sure. Next, he should. Yeah. Uh, next topic, Alec Manoa, pitcher and, and Cy Young candidate for uh, the Blue Jays, was on Serge Ibaka's podcast recently. And uh, he was asked who the worst cheater in baseball history was. He mentioned Yankees ace Garrett Cole he cheated he used a lot of that sticky stuff to make his pitches better and he got called out on it so again Manoa calling out Garrett Cole as the biggest cheater in baseball history a sport that has been littered with cheaters over the last I don't know 130 years Hayes do you care I I don't care because I just think it's it's like it's like a rookie talking to LeBron James saying that I'm better than you, right? And obviously, he's Garrett Cole is not LeBron James, uh, but Garrett Cole has run won a ring. I think he's won two actually uh, with the Astros, or just one, zero. Oh, he, he wasn't uh, on, yeah. Okay, so he he's won no rings, but still with his accolades, I would say Alex has been here for a hot second. Yes, he's a good, a phenomenal young pitcher. Uh, but just the fact that he's out here talking like this, I really want to know like what triggered him to say this. Like, what's the beef with him and Garrett Cole 
Um, I, I really want to know what I mean, it, but I've said to you as well, Garrett Cole just has one of those punchable faces. Uh, he just he doesn't seem likable at all. Um, I mean, when he talks, he seems hella awkward. Uh, but that's that's just his personality. I'm not going to attack him for that. But he just really has a punchable face. And sometimes when he talks, I, I get it. Like I would probably not like him if I was on another team too. Um, but I I just don't know where this is coming from. Maybe you do, and you can tell me. But I I mean, I they this Blue Jays team will not like keep like will not take the Yankees name out of their mouth and they've been doing it for years and and the blue I mean I know the Yankees don't have any uh like world series you know wins in in the last you know 11 years or so but like or even more but the the blue jays will not stop talking about the Yankees and it's just like the it's kind of like I I, I just don't understand. I know the Rays do something similar where they're like, they they hate the Yankees, but like it's Vlad, Vlad Jr. and now Manoa. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I kind of look at it and like, in a sense, like a pretentious Yankee fan way. Like I think of, uh, I think of the Jay-Z line, you know, you know, please go home. Don't throw rocks at the throne when he's like talking about uh, Nas and TakeOver. Mm-hmm. And like the new Nas album is fantastic. I don't know if you've listened to it yet. Of course Actually, I have. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yes. Um, but I kind of look at that. It's like, dude, what have you accomplished? Like, you the Mariners just took you out of the world's uh this the playoffs. Like, just stop like talking about the Yankees, just like prove it on the field, man. I don't know. Like, there was no reason, and again, a littered history of a hundred and something years of cheating in baseball that. You know, going back to Shoeless Joe and all the amphetamines and, of course, the PEDs that that Garrett Cole is the greatest cheater in baseball history. He was he was doing something that was not, you know. Was not uh, tackled yet, and and now it is. And now now he's pitching differently. Yeah, he probably did use a lot of it, but, you know, he wasn't the only one using. I hate using that argument. I hate being that person, but it's just like there's no reason to bring the Yankees up. I'll end it with this. I mean, it's not surprising to me that teams are talking to the team that they want to beat. Like, it's, sure, it's of course. always going to talk it. up to it. If you think about anything when it comes to to marketing, if you pay very, very close attention, the McDonald's doesn't put Burger King or Wendy's in any of their commercials, but the opposite way around, they'll put – mcdonald's in their commercials because they know they're the top one and that's who they're coming for right you always talk up you never talk down which is why you don't see the yankees ever really talking down to people because they always it, the mentality is championship or bust regardless if they get there or not so they they hold themselves to a higher standard whether it's 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 warranted or not like that's it just kind of is what it is um but whatever what's the next one sam hey uh the baseball 2013 Hall of Fame ballot was announced. I would just stop, stop there and say, do you care? But it includes, speaking of cheaters, Carlos Beltran, uh, K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez, and uh, I guess those are the notable names, but other, other names on the ballot, first-timers we're talking here, Houston Street, Matt Cain, John Lackey, R.A. Dickey, Jared Weaver, Bronson Arroyo, Oh, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta, Jason Wirth, 
and uh, my boy JJ Hardy. I used to like JJ Hardy. Good fantasy shortstop back in the day. Uh, do you care? You're on mute. Do you know you're on mute? Nah. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't care either. I don't think any of them really. I think you can make a case for Beltran before. I, I'd be hard-pressed to see. I mean, he's the scapegoat of this whole cheating scandal in Houston, but I think he's going to pay for it, at least for a little bit. It's just the way that these writers do it. I don't necessarily agree with any, any of it, but uh, among the returning candidates, three received more than 50% of the vote last year. Again, Hayes, you need 75% uh, needed for election. Uh, Scott Rowland got 63%. Todd Helton... 52 and Billy Wagner just uh topped that with 51%. Uh Roland's in his sixth year of eligibility, so you can do it up to 10 years. Uh Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling no longer on the ballot because that that 10 years was up, but they are eligible for that newer um contemporary baseball era ballot where I think it has like new or recently retired players or coaches and and older players like voting. Uh, so like Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafi Palmero, Kurt Schilling are all on that contemporary ballot. So we'll we'll see if, if one or more of them get in there. Do you care about anything else? Other than- I, I just want Bonds to be in the Hall of Fame. That's I mean, Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling, I can't stand. Schilling, Clemens, I'm okay with, but... They should be in there at at some point. Um, yeah, just put an asterisk next to their name if you want to just deem the whole steroid thing. Just do that. And I'm be done yeah, with it. I'm fine be with, done that. with it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just over it. Um, just put the asterisk there. Put something on the plaque. Whatever you got to do. I think I think people know, and a couple generations from now will know, and then it'll just end up being. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Holt, EA Sports Vice President and General Manager, told ESPN in an interview that the EA Sports brand is going to launch EA Sports College Football uh, in the summer of 2024. Uh, there was some hope that the game would come out sooner. I know this was on Do You Care when it was first announced that it was coming back. But apparently it's been a huge undertaking because they have to create the game from scratch. Which is crazy to me because, like, why can't you just take Madden and, like, change it a little bit? Because I feel like that's what they did in the past. But uh, do you care about this? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I just need college football game. I don't play Madden anymore. I just want a college football game so I can just do – I'll run up the score on some other teams after I get mad and get blown out by a super powerful team or whatever the case may be. But I know I just want to have the options of having uh, a lot of young players or having multiple careers and my my players and, and kind of going all around to change people. I just want to be able to play with the Nittany Lions or my my second favorite like college in college football team to play with is the Arizona Wildcats uh, because I love to the change with the red, white and blue and make cleats and do all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, this sucks um, that this hasn't happened because uh, they know people are definitely waiting. But. But now we got to wait all the way until 2024 is is absolutely ridiculous. So I do I do care. Yeah, I 
I look forward to it. I don't really play Madden that much anymore. I mean, I haven't had it in a couple of years, but um, yeah, just I guess the the NIL deals play play some kind of role in this too. So there, there's probably a uh, you know you don't have to go look for a updated roster like they'll they'll have one because they can use the like name and likeness. So we'll see where where that goes. But yeah, bummed to hear that. I was hoping that. You know, next summer we'd be able to to get that game in time for uh, the college football season. But that is it. That is it for episode seventy-seven of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a happy and safe uh, and uh, delicious Thanksgiving. We are thankful for you, our listeners, of course. And uh, check us out at chasingpointspodcast.com or on Instagram at chasingpoints and. Um, soft launch here we uh we're experimenting with the youtube channel at chasing points is the handle there no video yet but you can you can stream our audio there um for the time being so for brandon my name is sam thank you so much for listening happy thanksgiving till next week peace gobble gobble y'all gobble gobble